This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You've let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi there, everybody, and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. It was heartbreak for England as they crashed out of the World Cup at the quarterfinal stage to reigning champions France. Simon Jordan and Danny Mills join me to go over where it all went wrong. I'm going to put it to you, Simon, because you, and only you, I think will answer this with real honesty. Was Qatar 2022 an opportunity missed or a glorious failure where England come out with reputations enhanced? Again, it's, everything's about how you characterise something. We spoke about it at the back end of last week and we talked about the nature of what this would be if we didn't beat the French. And we used the word failure. And I pushed back against the idea it would be a failure, it would be a disappointment. And of course, if we went into this game and competed against a French side that on paper or in our mind's eye we thought were a very compelling side. When you see the game unfold in front of you, and you see the opportunity that in my eyes was missed. And I don't just mean the missing of a penalty. I mean the opportunity that was missed in the game itself. We were a better side than France. Um, and so with that in mind, I think the overriding aspect that I take away from it is disappointment. I take away uh, an opportunity undeniably missed. We can't keep writing scripts that give passes to suggestions that when we beat sides that we should beat, that's compelling and when we lose to sides that maybe we shouldn't um, win against, that's an explanation. We've done okay. We spend our life eulogising and waxing lyrical about the domestic powerhouses, the Premier League, the superstars we've got in our team. And we talk about teams that have gone in the past and the camaraderie of this team. Over 2002, Sven Gorn Eriksson team was a team bound together by different things, a product of its time. It might have had wags and all that crappy culture, but it was still a team that was cohesive and had a chance in a World Cup and lost to a Brazilian side. And you look at this side and we talk about this generation that Gareth Southgate has created. When you get a young, when you get an England 21 manager in, he brings young players through. And young players shouldn't be difficult to manage, they shouldn't be difficult to inspire. We have undeniably, irrefutably, you know, missed an opportunity. This World Cup was there to be won. 
Yes, it was a good, yes, it was a, it was an intriguing game. It wasn't a great game. It was an intriguing game because the jeopardy in the game was so much, yeah, and there was yeah. so much tension. But yet again, we started a game for thirty minutes where we seem to be in a situation where we allow a team to impose upon us and themselves upon us. Then we wake up and we take the game to them for forty-five minutes and make them look ordinary and give ourselves chances and put ourselves in the way of an opportunity to win a game. And then when the the balance of the game changes, we don't change. We don't look like we're going to go and try and win a game. We stay with what we've got. Now, you can disseminate all that information and say, where's that landing at? It's landing at Gareth Southgate's door. I think he's done lots of wonderful things in the last six years. I think when you start with a team that's been inherited from the Sam Allardyce fiasco, with a team that came out of a, of a European Championships on the back of a horror story that Roy Hodgson presided over, and your expectations are low, you're going to have to have some real talent to take that further down. You're going to be in a, 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 an even position to be able to take it forward. And we've built, and we've built, and over three tournaments, we have never beaten anybody that we should have beaten sorry that we shouldn't have beaten in terms of we've beaten everybody that on paper we would beat who in this tournament did we beat that we couldn't beat the Senegalese well they on paper someone we were going to lose to no nobody thought that so you came you came out the group and you, you you were damn sure you're going to beat Iran. You 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 absolutely. You, you thought you'd take care of the USA. Well, of and, course, and, and you would beat Wales. Of so course, you came out of the group as expected. As expected, winners. in the same way we did in the US. And then the African champion Senegal. Not too much of a test, but you beat them. But we beat them. And and if you'd have asked every Englishman, and people will say arrogant, stupid Englishmen that, that, that think they're going to win everything, but most people would have said the balance of probability and football people as well. Not just the you know the punters like us that watch it, but the people in the game, the football managers and the players would have suggested, you know, we're going to beat Senegal. So where's our first test? Where was our first test in the European Championship? You can write the script about the Germans, but the Germans were absolute rubbish in the European Championship, and so it's proven in the World Cup. Yeah. Now, people will suggest that Gareth Southgate needs to be given... He, well, he's not going anywhere, is he? He's only going to go somewhere by his own volition, because the FA took it upon themselves to give him a contract before he participated in the tournament. Which so you thought was wrong. Well, of course it's wrong. It's preposterous. The fellow should be given contracts on the basis of tournaments. And if people want to suggest that this was a compelling tournament and that England did something remarkable... Well, that's for them to suggest that. I think they did on paper. I mean, Stuart Pearce talked about mental strength. With the greatest respect in the world, mental strength would have put would have put that ball in the back of the net from Harry Kane. A good fight isn't one you put up, Jim. A good fight is one you win. And we put up good fights. Would a quarterfinal exit have been acceptable before the tournament? Well, on paper, yes, it would have been because if you knew that we knew, we knew when we sat there with Martin Keown's ridiculous wall chart and plotted it through to the situation where we said we're probably going to land with the French. If the groups go the way they should do and people do what they should do, we're going to land with the French. Mm. And on paper, we sit there and we say, well, you know, we put up a reasonable performance. It's not going to be a bad one. And then the game unfolds and you look at it and you say, they're all right, French, but they ain't great. They can't defend. They're terrified of us if we put ourselves in the way of an opportunity. Um, maybe Harry Kane stopped playing centre midfield and maybe played centre forward. Maybe the beautiful balls in from Luke Shaw would be in the back of the net rather than... But maybe if we could beat players. Maybe if we had a player like Mbappé that goes past players rather than players with great respect to the potential that Phil Foden and Saka have, never seem to beat a player. So I look at it and say... Massive opportunity, man. Oh, I mean, it can't not be. We can... We can we, we, I watched the build-up before the game and all of a sudden the media reporting all these negative headlines as if they weren't actually the people that put them out there because we're building a backstory that St. Gareth is going to be the saviour. Gareth Southgate has done lots of things well. But English football is in the business of trying to win things, isn't it? Not because we're arrogant, not because it's an entitlement, not because it's bleeding coming home, but because why shouldn't it be? Why should the Moroccans be in the semi-final of a World Cup? Why should the Greeks have won a European Championship back in 2004 or whenever it was? Why shouldn't we, as a, as a nation that's getting draws that you would go on bended knee for and then come up against opposition? 
and overcome them once, I would have been singing a vastly different song yeah. today. Yeah. If we'd have overcome it, I'd have gone every argument I've had, every perceived criticism, which I've always felt was fair criticism of Gareth Southgate. I don't go into the feast campaign and I don't go into the famine campaign. Somewhere in the middle is where it is. Right. But I'm not going to lord him as St. Gareth Southgate and I'm not going to turn around and say he's absolute crap either. Are, are you surprised that it's being painted elsewhere in such an optimistic light? Well, with such positivity. But do you know what they used to say about Crystal Palace, the team I used to own? It's a great team, a great deal. Of, it's always got potential. Well, potential is something eventually you have to deliver upon. Otherwise, it ain't potential. It's just nothing. It's just people operating in a, in a, in a sort of vortex. We'll now talk about, oh, we've got a group of young players. We've had groups of young players for years. We need to win. Turning up is not what football and sport is about. Winning is what it's about. Yeah. And yeah. this this nation of, of, of constantly patronising the underdog, we should all look at that and say, did we play well against the Iranians? Okay, they were poor and we did the job to them. Against the USA, we were run off the pitch by the USA and made to look very pedestrian. We sat there, you and I, pulling our hair out, and you even as a Scotsman. Against the Welsh, I mean, how bad did the Welsh have to be for us to beat them? I know. And the Senegalese were a, na yeah. a naive side. Yeah. So here we are, landing in the same space, and I come away thinking, I don't think he should be fired. I think they've given him a job. Who's the replacement? Anyone can fire somebody. It's not difficult. Just fire them. Who are we going to replace him with then? What's the alternative? Mm. Is it Pochettino? Maybe if Pochettino was available, even though I don't think he's the greatest manager in sliced bread, but he's a dynamic manager. The first 30 minutes of a game wouldn't be sat there pontificating about what the opposition's going to do to us. It would be, let's hit somebody hard and let's see if they breathe in. You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. So at the end of the day, Southgate is still there. And it was a World Cup semi-final in Russia. Then it was a Euros final at Wembley. And then it was uh, a quarter-final exit in Qatar 2022. But the future of Gareth Southgate, Simon, let's concentrate on that. We'll take this up to half 10. Is there any real argument to say that he shouldn't continue and take England to Euro 2024? Um, well, let's be clear. He's not a failure. And the characterization to suggest he is would be inappropriate. But there's a difference between not being a failure and being a winner. Right? And what we're looking for is a winner. So what you've got is somebody that has maintained and managed a very amenable, balanced, well-presented environment where England players relate to the media, the media relate to England players. The feeling is back in, in situ where, where we've had a few years of being disillusioned and demoralised by England performances. We've also had some compelling performances, you know, 96. I know we go back a quarter of a century and that's pretty sad to do so, but Venables brought about the same sort of feeling, the feel-good factor, for a different reason. He let people run wild. He let the people go to Hong Kong and behave themselves in an appalling fashion, yet managed to galvanise a team. Yeah. Look, he's already got a contract. So... I don't know why we were listening to some preposterous observations during the week, the build-up towards the French game and post-it that he's going to get an improved contract. I don't understand where the hell in God's name that's coming from. But he's got a contract. They gave him it. They already predetermined his outcome. Whatever you did in this World Cup, it was going to, one of two things would happen. You were going to get paid or you were going to get made. And you're going to get made for another two years. That's what he's got. So he's there for 2024. Well, unless he decides not to. I think there's a distinct possibility he'll resign. I think he'll look at it and go, maybe it's time for me to change. Maybe I can, you know, I can show myself in domestic football and be a domestic manager, which I think is doubtable, is, is debatable. But that's a different discussion. But then you have to, it's very easy to sit and go, right, okay, who's next? Who is next? If we've got a group of players that are as capable as we think they are, yeah. then all you need 
is a circus master to make sure that they're pointing in the right direction and performing the acts that you want them to perform. Now, you can look around that list, but which one are we going to talk about? Who? Well, I mean, Pochettino at 50 years of age, why would he want to manage the English national team when he probably thinks it's a domestic job in it? He's a multi-millionaire in his own right. Why would he need to do the England job? Where's in it? What's, in, what's the emotional investment in it for him? Would you take it? I would say yes. Well, why? Why would you take it? You're an Argentinian. Um, you've got a fortune in the bank from PSG and your jobs that you've done. Does that come into it, though? I, well, I think it must do, because why would you want to necessarily manage Managing England, England we're always told, is one of the top jobs. For Englishmen, yeah, I suspect. Of course it is, because it's the pinnacle of one's career to manage your country, to play for your country, to be involved in any aspect of representing your country has to be the ultimate, but not you know, not at 40 years of age or 50 years of age, but somewhere when you're coming towards the end of it. Now, Gareth Southgate was that enigma, wasn't he? And he landed in a space because Sam Allardyce imploded, did a ridiculous set of circumstances, and Gareth Southgate came in at the time when the media went, we can't even be bothered to write about this bleeding team, they're so they're so poor. And, they, and he built a culture underneath it. So he came from a position of nobody really cared and nobody had any expectations. Well, but, now, but now they should. This is the third tournament. Yeah. And my belief is if he stays in the job, the job should be, do we think he can win the European Championships in 2024? 24. And my answer would be, the definition of insanity is having the same person do the same thing and expecting a different outcome. <laughs> he was asked about what he thought he would do next. This was his response post-match. Whenever I've finished these tournaments, I've needed time to make correct decisions because emotionally you go through uh, so many dif different feelings and the energy that it takes th through these tournaments is enormous. So I, I, I want to make the right decision, I, but whatever that is, for the team, um, for England, for the FA, um, and um, yeah, I've got to be sure that uh, that whatever decision I make is the right one, and uh, I think it's right to take a bit of time to, to do that because I know in the past how my my feelings have fluctuated in in the immediate aftermath of tournaments. Mm. You see, and this is him speaking from post-tournament yeah. experience as England manager. Yeah. I don't want to be too hasty because my mind's well, got here, that. there and everywhere. Uh, uh, and he's in the same situation again today. But who who determines someone's engagement? He works for the FA. The FA should be the one saying to him, well, let's have a review about what we want to do with you. And the FA have made their cards uh, pretty clear by giving him a tournament, a pre-tournament contract, which again, I think was absurd. And I don't know why people think that there's a necessity to reward football people for things they haven't yet done. And things that they when they and, they and they don't do it, and they still get reward for it. And it's not me being sort of gnarly mouth about England, England footballers or footballers first full stop. There was a chance. Different managers, and I don't care how this one gets perceived. We were one or in a game. The game was beginning to change. We'd had a forty-minute period or thirty-five-minute period of quite significant domination. Didn't create enough chances, but put ourselves in a situation where we were in control of the game. It began to change, and at that moment, a different manager that had winning in his DNA. And of course people want to win. He was a professional footballer. He played for Palace, he played for Villa, he played for England. But there's a certain type of leader, a certain type of person that carries an arrogance that believes that winning is their entitlement. And there was a need to flick a switch. Okay, 75 minutes in, we're suddenly going off the boil. The French are beginning to make a little bit of an impression on us. How are we going to win this game? What's going to make the change for us to make the French start to worry more about what we're doing than begin to think the balance is changing? Yeah. And we don't change. And we change like we've done in every game after something happened to us. 
And, and that's not what, again. And that's not what winning's about. Surely winning is about, you don't get punched, if you're a boxer, you don't wait till you get punched on the face to determine whether you're going to punch somebody back. Right. You're looking to knock somebody out. And so, in this analogy, England were, were controlling the game, but we were ebbing away. We were beginning to lose the, the grasp of it. Yeah. And maybe a Rashford or maybe a well, Sterling coming on and changing it and making French go, oh, we've got something else to worry about now. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Danny Mills is with us here in studio. Mr. Mills, you and I were on Friday. We were. Were we not? And uh, there was a great deal of anticipation. And what uh, did I say the score would be, Jim? Go on. 2-1 either way. And it'd be very, very close. Yeah. And, and that's exactly how it transpired. You know, obviously very, very disappointed. Uh, gutted for, for the players. Gave absolutely everything. Second half, we're on top. Could have easily won the game. And like the Euros, it came down to penalties. Come down to one one millisecond of a 100-minute game. That's all it comes down to. So so where's your head with it then, Danny? We, we've been asking people this morning, and almost to a man to a woman, they've been saying, this is an opportunity missed. So was it an opportunity well, well, missed or a time, glorious failure where England come out with their reputation in hand? Every time you don't win it, it's an opportunity missed. Right, so that's when, three times. When Leicester, Moscow, when Leicester the won Euros the league, at Wembley, and now this. When Leicester won the league, it was a massive opportunity missed by everybody else that didn't win it that season because it was the worst Premier League we've had for some time. Every, Brazil will be thinking opportunity missed. Belgium will think an opportunity missed. But that's Everybody. up to them, isn't it? Well, yeah, but, but but it's always the same. It's always the same. Every time you go out, it's always going to be an opportunity but, missed. But Danny, be honest with else me. Did be? you not think this time, if they get over the French hurdle, a semi-final? And I, thought, next, I thought if they get final. past the French, you get to a final. Right. But French were the favourites going into this. All the bookies, even in this country, where it'd be heavily loaded in England's favour, the French were the favourites going into this game. They're the world champions. 
arguably better players, 1-11, to 1-13 to 13 possibly. They were the favourites. We were the underdogs going into this game. We outplayed the French. We created more chances. We had more possession. We had some really good opportunities. At 2-2, if you win that, if you score that, you go on and win the game. Saka before that had a glorious opportunity. Six yards out, comes off his shin, goes wide. Harry Maguire just before that hits the post. French had... Jordan Pickford had very few saves to make. Lloris was the busier goalkeeper within that. The argument was that Croatia in 2018, we got beaten by a better team. End of. Italy were a better team than us and we took them to penalties and were very, very close on that. French were a better team than us, but we outplayed them and we were on the front foot. You get unlucky sometimes in football. You don't always get what you deserve. And this thing about not being proactive is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. How do you mean? Every time, as soon as the game starts, you are reactive. Simple as that. Well, you the French, can't be well, the French proactive. Were, they, were they? Well, the French weren't, were they? It cuts both ways, doesn't it? Well, they made one substitute in the in the, in the 80th minute. But fine, That's but, not been... But, I'll tell you what, but, Simon, you how, how game, many times... You just said how the game starts. Yeah, once, so so the, once it so starts... England started in a certain way. The French, and they weren't great. And the French imposed themselves upon England. And England changed at half time. And England time. changed and got themselves into the game. Well, that's a reaction. And we can, and we can keep on... Well, it's a change of mentality, isn't it? And I think that came from the pitch rather than from the manager. Because well, how do I'll, you know that? Well, I would surmise. How do you know it wasn't? Because they're a very, very young side. That would have come from the coaches. Right. So, when, so when England, so when England allowed French to impose themselves to a point where they scored, they didn't, they didn't allow. The French are a very good side. They've got but, some outstanding but, but you players. Just said, in there. You just said that the English outplayed them. They did. So, the so, half. Put, so put aside the nonsense about on paper, because you don't win games on paper. You win games on the pitch. Okay. So you just argue for the fact that England imposed themselves after 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 a period of time in this game, dominated certain pa- passages of the game, were unlucky not to win this game. They were, you know, and the, the effectiveness of a coach is to change things. The Croatian game, go back to that in 2018, we could see what was happening, everyone could see what was happening. And they were need, much better than us. There was a need for a change. So well, they were better than us. Well, that's your view. And we well, need, they were. They weren't in the first half, were they? In the second half, well, they, they got were. better. No, in the first half they weren't. Everyone, everyone to a man knows in the first half England were better and Croatia were dreadful in the first half. In the second half they got much better, we didn't match them. The Italians, in the first 15 or 20 minutes, we were in control of the game, the Italians adjusted. We didn't adjust it and we waited and we waited and we waited and we waited and waited until the Italians did something. And that, and that something was equalised. How, how, how many times, Simon, were you proactive as an owner? How many times when you were on a good run, your manager was in charge, was winning games... You got promoted. Did you think, you know what, I can see what's going to happen in two, three months' time. I'll sack the manager. Oh, very, well, quite frequently. That's never. Why had, well, g- g- Danny, I had... Never. Ma- never did you do it, well, Simon. Danny, I had... You never got promoted and sacked a manager. Danny, I had eight managers in ten, ten but years. But were, so were they on winning runs when you sacked them? Um, uh, never. I've, no, I've gone, no, because, I've gone be, through it. Because you, no. te- well, ha- because you tend to not fire people when things are going right. So let's so, go... So if the game... So let's go back to No, no. So if the game is going right... So let's go back to... It wasn't... If the game is going right and you're on top... Well, let's go back to what you were saying then. No, we're on top in the second half, Simon. Do you dispute that? No, no. Croatians... No, I don't... I do dispute that. I think... You don't think we're on top in the second half? onwards, the game was changing again. I think against the Italians, the game changed. Against the Croatian, the game's changed. And then what you have to do is you either roll with the change or you affect the outcome. The Italians changed against us and subsequently got a better result. The Croatians changed against us. We didn't react. Now, you're absolutely spot on and I would 
without a greater knowledge of football knowledge, of course. But when the game is, when England took the game back from the French, which basically we've had enough of this now, we're going to put ourselves on the game and start believing on ourselves. And Stuart Pearce gave a brilliant analogy about players walking on the pitch, having having not having that respect for the opposition, being aware of who they are, but not going on there with a respectful mentality, going on there like Jude Bellingham did and going on there like Jordan Henderson, which is basically not being disrespectful, but hang on a second, we're here, why about us? And when England got that mentality, about midway through the first half, they imposed themselves upon the French until the sort of 65th, 70th minute. And then you could see the French building again. And there was a build-up. And, 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 and it came... And it came and finished it. Games ever and flow. You, fine. you never, ever dominate for and 90 the out, minutes. And the outcome. Because no. the tra- tragedy for people like you is what you do is you deny the outcome and suggest that ultimately the outcome is, is just... It's in. It's written in the stars. And the, the outcome's out, the outcome is the end product. Yeah. Okay. Then. So, so on that basis, nothing then, is more important so, than so, the outcome. So, so on that basis, Simon, would you say that Pep Guardiola is an inept coach? Because that's what you think is Gareth Southgate. I don't. Tactical, tactical challenge. No, that's your words. Why would I say? Why would I think he's an inept, an inept well, you coach? You think he should go. You don't think he's I, good I, enough I, to I, get us to I, the next I level. I don't think that in any other walk of life, three strikes and you're out. That's how it works. Okay. So Guardiola, how many strikes in the Champions League? I have no idea. Do I think he's done a good job in the Champions League? No. But he's winning domestic leagues. Our boys winning but, nothing. But that's not what he was brought in to do. Well, how the, do you know? Because the, the, the bottom line the whole point was because they'd won it previously. But Danny, wouldn't you concede the bottom line is outcome? And here you are again. Well, so in that case then... And when, the callers, when you, when you talk about When you talk about being, def- you talk about being defensive... What's about got to do with it? Why, about, why are we going into an area of constant what aboutery? We're talking what, what about, about what? what? What about what Pep Guardiola is doing? What about what my un- my uncle or my aunt's doing? What about what I did as a, as an owner of a football club? We're talking about Gareth Southgate and three cham- and three so, tournaments. So what did he do wrong in that all game? Of them. Well, what we, the tragedy for us, Danny, the the unfortunate part of this argument is whenever we play a side that on paper we might have difficulty beating, we lose. That's the end of the discussion. That, that's Thank you very much. Because they're Give better next week. Morning. Well, you've got to beat teams. You've got to be able to evolve. If the only teams you beat are the ones that you should, what's that saying then? It's almost as if there's no point in getting in against them then, Danny. England (laughs) had a great chance. Would you not concede, Danny, it is a massive opportunity lost? But every every time you lose is a massive opportunity lost. But it's happening too often. Every every country. You get get one opportunity every two years. With the Euros in yeah, between. Hang on. Look, look, look at the squad and look at the side that we played in the in the first World Cup. That Gareth was manager. Saturday night might that, that, not come along Nobody again. went into that. You thinking, might not get no, a group, no, Danny. No, like nobody ran USA and Wales as as straightforward and simple as that again in the group, group stages of a World Cup finals. Of course you did. That was the least you were expected to do. And then of you course beat, you did. And then you beat you beat the African champions African Senegal. Champions. Fair play. And then you could come up against the world champions. So and then thought. I would say it was 50-50. I think you would agree with me. 50-50 against the French. If Harry Kane scores that penalty, we go. We, we, we level up. And then we go on and win the game because momentum is in our favour. I genuinely believe that. And I think most football people would believe so that. So why should every English fan listening to the squad change comfortable it may change that Gareth and Mount wins the penalty? When we, when it may change as Mount wins the penalty. When we equalise. If that penalty goes in, tactical genius. When we equalise. We, we've, seen, we've seen substitutes come on and score with their first touch. and go, oh, masterstroke by the coach. Mm, true. Absolute nonsense. You get lucky from and that, time and that, to time. I agree with that. When we equalised, momentum was with us. The game was ours. But and, French, then, but, and then the French and the French would have scored another goal. Back. So there's no there's no guarantee that if we hadn't scored that if we scored that penalty that the French wouldn't so have what, gone and done same thing again. Missing ingredient, Danny. What Experience. needs to change Experience. to make you win? Experience. Okay. The average age of a World Cup winning side or a Euro team is 27, 28. We are way below that because we don't have the experience. We were better than we were in the Euros. We didn't panic when we went one 0 down. Didn't panic when went two one down. 
didn't change. Started to play a little bit. You're talking about a 19-year-old, 20-year-olds in there. No, who's Look except at, Bellingham, exceptional. Yeah, but still lacks that experience to deal with those situations. There was points where he was a little bit... You could tell some of his decisions were emotional decisions. But he was one of your big success stories on Saturday. But it's all about experience, Jim. Look at the great teams. Germany, when they had a rethink, you get to quarterfinals, final, semi-final, quarterfinal, win it. Success is never linear. You don't just go in a straight line. You don't go semi-final, final, win it. Of course not. No team has ever done that. You've got to have your knockbacks. This wasn't Iceland. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. It's Monday, December the 12th. Danny Mills, former England uh, defender, is with us live here in studio. And of course, we are picking over the bones of the events in Qatar on Saturday night when the French progressed to the semi-final of the World Cup to meet Morocco and England flew home and are home. Uh, Danny, many, many messages flying in. Not many going with you. Many of them saying nothing changes if nothing changes. So how about a different man in charge Who for twenty twenty four? Who I'm looking at dozens upon dozens of messages well, who, who, who are who, all who, saying who would you put in charge? It and that's is right. time. And that's who would you put in charge? Well, it's not for me to appoint the next England manager, is it? But well, of course, well, no, they, right, well, well, asking, well, well, asking these listeners they that are all they, saying get rid of him. Right, who would right. you put in charge? Well, right. Pochettino is Sam being Allardyce. mentioned. Why uh, would Pochettino Sean take the dog? Is being mentioned. I agree. Sean Dyche. There are names. Might as well mentioned. put Sam Allardyce back in charge. But the fact of the matter is, Danny. You, England, do, do, England, do people England genuinely, you people genuinely think that Sean Dyche would have done a better job with that England team? Right, you asked me there and I gave you two two names. <laughs> the future of Gareth Southgate. Ridiculous. Is there any real argument to say that he shouldn't continue and take England to Euro 2024? No. Is, there, is there any argument at all in your mind that it shouldn't be Gareth? No. It's really strange that every single player has come out off their own back and said, we've really enjoyed it. We like playing for Gareth. We're on this journey. We've learning so much. If you don't like a manager, you say nothing. I've been involved in, with plenty of managers where I've said plenty and, I, and I've had a go at them. Not everyone's prepared to do that. Most people, if they don't like the manager, they just say nothing. They just keep mm. quiet. They've all come out in support. Even Madison, that never played a single minute, said, I've mm. learned so much during this. I've really enjoyed my time. No one ever thought he was going to come out and say that. He doesn't need to say that at this point. Did they say, the same, has done did they say the same after exiting to Croatia and Russia? Did they say the same after yeah. mi- missing out in the penalty did, did they say? Did they say, did they say the same when Roy Hodgson after the Iceland defeat? No. Yeah, see, Did they say when Capello was there? No, they hated yeah, Capello. Because Capello was ridiculous. He didn't understand the culture and he came in with an attitude that was entirely wrong. That's taking a, a low standard and saying that's the one we should enforce going forward. My experience and my judgment on when players start saying they like somebody, it's the worst thing because actually you don't hear players coming out saying how much they like Klopp. Well, they didn't, they didn't say they, they didn't say like. They said they've enjoyed the journey, okay. they've learned a lot. And that's fantastic. Maybe like was the, was the um, wrong word. But you know, they've they, enjoyed playing under this regime and they've learned a lot and, and sure they're they, developing. And I'm sure they would because Gareth Southgate is a very balanced very mature <laughs> what, what you have to understand very self-effacing is, man international I want management to, I want a winner international management not a winner. is completely different to club management okay club yeah. management are, are you speaking from this deep-seated knowledge you have of management Danny or are you speaking as a player as a player right okay so I, not, I've been in you're, it you're not speaking, I've seen it so you're not speaking as a manager then are you well no but I've, 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 worked with coaches that club done, I've worked with coaches that have done both but you know what so I, I understand Danny, when, you, when you go when I, when I play for my club side we work every single day 
every single yeah. day on routines, on patterns, on formations of understandings with each other. So when things happen, you can go, you know what? I know what's going to happen because it comes a learned and instinct. That, and that's fine. And this is, and this and is that, what... And no, no, but you're can stating I, can I finish? Obvious, aren't you? Everyone, no. everyone knows that... No. Of course they do. It's not, so this is, this it's is not what... So when science, people say... People work with them every day of the week. Some, they work with them three to four times a year. We all know that. So when that. people talk about Guardiola, so the best coaches in, in the world, that's because they get to work every day. Klopp gets to work with his players every single day. Pochettino was working with players every single day. To be parachuted in and have those players for two days... They don't necessarily know each other. They don't play together. Is a completely different skill set. We all know that, right? We all accept. Well, we that. don't all know that. Because well, we do. But, but that's the question. Well, because people are saying, with respect, well, that's a price in the ticket, isn't it's it? Common sense, well, yeah. Isn't it? But people every, say, people say, Pochettino should be the next manager. Tuchel should be the next manager. Sean Dyche should be the next manager. It's hardly an excuse for England's exit. I'm not making excuses for their exit. That's what all the top international managers. We we got beat. It's an interesting analysis, right? When I don't necessarily, I am in the same place as you, which is very easy to say to get rid of someone who you're going to replace them with. Right. I don't think I depart from the logic of saying because I don't really sit there watching this masterclass from Gareth Southgate. I don't watch this tactical masterclass that makes me so in awe of what he's achieving that actually I couldn't consider anybody else in his space. So when I look at Sean Dyche and say, okay, he's got a reputation and a profile that goes with some sort of brand of football. But that's the players that he had available to him. Now put him in the England setup. Why is this automatic assumption that Gareth Southgate is the cure to all the ails that other people that have managed in the Premier League far more successfully than Gareth Southgate did? So, so do you think we'd have got to these latter stage of tournaments if Sam Allardyce was in charge? I don't know. We'll never know. We, we, we don't know because ultimately what Gareth Southgate landed was a space with zero expectation with an England under-21 manager did one thing and one thing only, go to the young players because that's what he knows. Put a lawyer in charge of business, end up in court. Put the England under-21 manager inside of the national side, get young players in there. Mm. Young players should be much more manip- manipulatable, more malleable and more manageable. What we've got is unfortunately for the argument that you want to advance and I'm in the same space as you in certain respects. It's very easy to shout someone out but when you've had three outcomes that have been absolutely the same there is a point when you say, do we want a fourth? Does English football want a fourth? And if the answer is yes, then that's what we're going to get. Well, why, why, why would it be fourth? Why, why could you not win because the Because if one? you haven't learnt by the third time, it's so very unlikely you're going to so learn by the fourth. players will not be better next time around. Not more experience, well, know were, how to deal with a situation. Well, well, well look, I mean, the balance... So, 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 so I go back to the narrative of, of Man City. And it's always been said, oh, you need to learn how to play in the Champions League. But they've all got Champions League players in there. They've bought them from other clubs. They're it's also, they're also So you would agree that Man City are the best team in the world? Um, best players in the world I, a best team in the world yeah I think okay. so yeah. so why yeah. aren't they winning the Champions League every time They're, it's a conundrum isn't it because you, I don't give many well, excuses it's exactly, it's, exactly the same, the it's exactly the same thing because that but are you comfortable with that end of story like close the book and we all move Not, on knock out football as, an, as a former England player Danny this must be driving you nuts <laughs> so that they're home this morning when they still should be out there when United won the treble in 99 that Champions League was that down to tactics in the last two minutes or was that down to a slice of luck? No, that was down to a mentality installed in that Manchester United side that they never stop. Well, in that the case, then I, I would say the English mentality was we're 2-1 down, we're going for it, yeah. we win a penalty, we miss a penalty. We still create chances after that Granted. and still I, have chances. I agree. The fact that those chances weren't put in is unlucky at times. I know it's unlucky. But when we played Argentina in 0-2, we got battered but, but in the it's last also, it's, The, it's the it's problem here is, from luck. your point of view, mate, is you know where it's coming. Because it's widely known, your chums with Gareth. And many people say, Jim, tell Danny to stop backing his mate. Oh, it's not good enough. What's he done wrong? Danny he, probably what did he knows do wrong in this, this is one, one more tournament the, too the, many. The, the clamour was, you have to play 4-3-3. Played 4-3-3. The clamour was, don't take Harry Maguire, one of our better players throughout the tournament. Absolutely fantastic the way that he was managed. Luke Shaw, not in great form going into it. Carl Walker, not played. 19-year-old kid, 
in midfield, given the belief. Don't play Foden. Didn't play Foden. I need to play Foden. Foden plays. Saka plays. What more could you have done in that game? Apart from win the game and stating the obvious, what okay. more could England have done to win that game? It's, e- it's easy to be saying hindsight. And I've heard some pundits say that Harry Kane shouldn't have taken the penalty. Oh my God, that's embarrassing. As a football, there's not a single football person on the planet that didn't think Harry Kane was the right person to take that penalty. But he missed it. Well, and it England, happens. And England are home. Messi misses. Ronaldo misses. And England are home. But that, that happens sometimes. Ronaldo's That's home. Sport. But Messi's still there. But this is the debate. Messi's Danny. missed the penalty in this tournament. This is the debate. If it hadn't happened in Russia, and if it hadn't hadn't happened at Wembley up the road from here, well, in that but case, it's happened if, if again. We, we, we should have probably got knocked out. Much. In in terms of the quality of our side in Russia, we should have been knocked out a lot earlier. By whom? Doesn't matter. No, 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 no. no follow that logic through and explain it. We so had, we, we, we got, we got a group with Panama. And a load of old crappy teams that we beat, right? We got... Then we played a crappy team to get through the stage. Well, Colombia were decent. Without their best players. Injured players. So we played Senegalese. Well, without Senegalese, without their best player. We've had oh, more, yeah, so, fo- so more fortune. One, so one player, that's it? No, I think he's an important part of a side that is actually, if you look at them, they're picking players from Watford to play on their side. Mm. Get hold of yourself, Danny. And? The context of it is really... is that well, we've what beaten, about Morocco then? We've beaten sides... Where did the Morocco players play? Well... There goes the answer. And They've got a, a manager question. that drags and, and them equally, across the and line. Equally, and the truth will set you free. They play anti-football, unbelievably negative, give up all the possession. Oh, when England have done that, it's like, I can't play like that. Need to be on the front foot. But of course, they need to take it to that. Did you watch this tournament? Yeah. We, we were there live watching these awful games against Wales and against the USA when we were so turgid, so pedestrian. You can't have it both ways. Now, so, you're, going so, to turn around and, now you're going to turn around and say that our England side is easy on the eye. So oh, for God's Ar- sake. Argentina have been great throughout this tournament. No, not talking about Argentina, talking about England. But you have to look at the whole picture. No, I have to look at England. Well, of course you do. No, I don't. No team, no team they haven't goes played Argentina. Through, no team goes through a seven-game tournament and is brilliant in every single game. No, so Spain lost, Spain the lost break, their Danny. opening game and we're never terrible in that first nations. game. How confident Jim. can you be that England will win a major tournament under Southgate? I think they have a great chance of winning the next one. <laughs> okay. Just as they had in this one. Just as much chance as anybody else of, of the top teams I'm talking about. So, again, you go back to Manchester City next season, this season. Should they win the Champions League? You know Southgate better than many. Should, should, do you should Man City win the Champions League? Do you think he'll stay in the job or do you think he'll decide no enough? I, I, genu- I think it's a 50-50. A genuine 50-50. I think that was the case before the tournament and I think that will be the case now. It's because he's exhausted. I, I don't Awful. think... You, no, I, I think... The criticism you get, they're born. You do More criticism. You, it's constructive observations. People can't. Is it, is it a oh, one-way be, transaction? Be, be, being booed at Wembley by your own fans is not constructive. Well, after the performances they put out, so they should be cheered. They said so when they're cheered, right? That's okay. When they're booed, it's not okay. So you, you, football you people read need it to morning. grow up. Sometimes. So again, criticism is fair. after the Euros, tactically inept, didn't do this, didn't do that. Was that really? Come on. One hundred percent engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow.